Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter, very much based in Toronto, Canada. How are you, Bernie Uche? I am wonderful, my man. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And Mohanad Khair, how are you? Amazing. Doing great. Okay, excellent. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mohanad is distracted currently because, uh, we, you know, We've all just just had the one Bissaka news. Um, <laughs> listen, listen. You know, you know how serious I take this podcast. You know how much research I put into it before we begin. Yep. Oh, I'm just doing some background research to make sure I got all my points. Listen, scouting is both what you see and you need the the data and the analysis. So I I fully respect. It's not only about the stats. Right. Yep. 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 You have. It's about the complete player. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when, 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 you, when you go to sign someone, you need to know, you know, how they are on the pitch, how they are off the pitch, what they do in their private life, you know. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's very important. And if anyone wants to know actually what we're talking about, uh, <laughs> look up Wambasaka right now because it'll probably be gone in like <laughs> a couple hours. That's true, actually. We're, we're recording this Monday night, October 19th, and this is just, it's just broken, right? Um, we're not going to say too much about it because, you know, there's no need. It's a, it's a visual. It's a visual. It's a visual topic. exercise. Yeah. The problem is, the problem is, this is not the best time to just say go and go go and just type in one Bissaka because he actually got a goal, which I don't think has it ever happened before. Uh, he talked about some volley at Palace, but if he's saying it that way, I'm not sure I believe yeah, it happened. I just saw the twenty ones. You need to filter through all the bullshit about his goal and get to the good stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, also, j- just on that, while, while we're talking about Wambasaka's goal, which I guess we'll come back to later, but um, there was a story in the Athletic this morning about how Aaron Wambasaka doesn't have a goal bonus in his contract, and I was like, "A, oh, yeah. a, like, who cares? Like, why, why are you reporting this? Like, was that anyone's first thought? Like, seeing him score and like, can I wonder if he's getting the, a bonus for this. Can you imagine the contract negotiations? I would like ten thousand pounds a goal." Hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't worth no. anyone's time. If anything, if anything, I would give it to him. How how much do you think I'm paying at the end of the season? Maybe thirty thousand pounds. Like if anything, I'd be like, you know what? Fine, we can we can do this deal. You want to die? That was like the red nap days where they were giving like Cranchy uh, a like Ballon d'Or bonus if he ever. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway. Um, you know, the, the one Bissaka news is really just just the icing on the cake of what was an absolutely <laughs> unbelievable weekend of football. Although we're saying that every week now, like the Premier League is just total chaos. Um, where can we should, we, should we go backwards? Should we start with yesterday's? Or wherever you want, mate. They're all good. All right. All right. I will do. Actually, before I do that very quickly, sorry, there's one other piece of admin to do, which is that we're not going to talk about the game, I presume. And so, Bernie, uh, can you and I just celebrate Adamola Lookman for a second, please? Uh, yes. Uh, scored a goal, if I, uh, I remember this correctly. Oh, we are saying. <laughs> and uh, all I need is for him to declare for Nigeria and then we're good. That's all I want to say about Adamola Lookman because I don't want to talk about his team anymore. <laughs> Wait, he, I, he's not declared for Nigeria? Uh, my friend's friend's cousin <laughs> is, try, is said no, that they're but... trying to make this happen. <laughs> Mohanad, can you unmute yourself, please? 
Sorry. I, I mean, it was good that I was muted there because, my God, that is so <laughs> difficult. Like, yeah, first of all, claiming people left, right, and center. Somehow everybody's related to Bernie. And now his source, his ITK, is my cousin's friend's cousin who, like, follows him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the yeah, he, are unstoppable. He, he did uh, he did bail out Mitrovic there when he missed the penalty. So, oh yeah, Mitrovic had a had a hell of a game. Gave away a penalty, missed a penalty, mm-hmm. missed a sitter. Anyway, uh, that's enough of Sheffield United Fulham. Let's start <laughs> then with the the chaos that was Tottenham three, West Ham three. Very much a, a game of two halves, Clive. Oh, sorry, sorry, it's a game of. 80 minutes and 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even give West Ham the second half. No, you're right. You're totally right. Clive. It was it was three. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. It was it was three down to Spurs within 16 minutes. Nothing then happened until 81. Second. 82. Yeah. And then and then it all happened. <laughs> like it was three nothing, right? And then I I literally turned it off. I'm like, okay, whatever. I w- I was upset because all the Jose is back, all that nonsense. And I really, you know, I hate him, so I couldn't stand it. Didn't want to watch. And then on Facebook Messenger, Mohana goes, "Oh, this is good." <laughs> like I was like, "What does he mean?" <laughs> so I turn on the zone. I'm like, "Ooh, three two. <laughs> Bro, you don't understand. As an Arsenal fan, we know. You never turn off a Spurs game, no matter at what point in the game, ever. They Spurs it up all the time. Like, if you're going to watch a game till the end, it's Spurs. They're 3-0 up. David Moyes said, lads, it's Tottenham. <laughs> well, what was great about this was that, you know, Moyes, West Ham had won previous two games, 3-0 and 4-0. And they'd both been games where Moyes wasn't there. And so you're looking at this now and you're like, well, let's see what happens when Moyes comes back to the touchline. And within 15 minutes, they're 3-0 down. So you're like, conclusively, David Moyes shouldn't show up to games. And then... And you think you think Bernie's talking about how he turned off the game. Son, 3-0 up, game of his life, gets subbed off. Imagine him. Yeah, he walks down a little bit into the changing room, starts taking off some socks, you know, the... the <laughs> All good. Shows up. The team walks in. They're like, guys, what? Why? Why the long faces? <laughs> Man, it's unreal. Bale. There's so much to talk about in this game. Bale coming on. You know, the return of Bale. All this good stuff. Everybody's lumping all the goals in the Premier League stats up just to make it seem cool. 250 goals between Spurs's front three. He actually gave the ball away like five times. Yep. It was horrendous. But then he had that one good run where he absolutely made it look so easy. And we thought he's going to steal the game at 3-2 to make it, you know, 4-2. Missed bizarrely, bizarrely. It was like, harder It was harder to miss. Yeah, it was yeah. an open goal. I actually couldn't believe my eyes. It, it was so weird. And like everything yeah. preceding it was perfect. I mean, like, that was his only good moment, to be fair. As you said, like, gave the ball away plenty of times, especially just before the third goal. That was actually his fault. Um, looked horrendously unfit. Like, mm. horrendously unfit. Mm-hmm. Um but then that one run showed you, okay, this is what it could be if he gets to a certain level. And then missing from three yards out, whatever it was, was, was bizarre. Yeah, you'd, you'd think swinging at a ball is the best thing he does. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, but yeah, that was insane. And then, and then I don't know, Balbuena, cut, like he, isn't he a bit, like he looked short in that clip. He looked quite short to out-jump Musa Sissoko. Like, he just well, Sissoko didn't jump. 
Yeah, it didn't look natural a lot. He got, a, I mean, the header again, it had to be perfect or else Luis should have gotten it easily because he had no power whatsoever. He was kind of falling away from the ball, et cetera. And then, oh, I love it. Davinson Sanchez, what do you think of him as a player? I think, yeah, <clears throat> I'm being set up here, listener. Because <laughs> Davinson had a really good first season for Spurs and I thought he was going to be great. Was he that like four pre- seasons ago? Yeah, he hasn't... <laughs> He hasn't progressed. He 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 has plateaued, it is fair to say. Um, but the own goal, I'm not going to put on him. I, I think there there are look, he's not brilliant. A good player. And he's <laughs> no, he's all right. Like he's he's a top six center. When you look at the center backs of the other top six teams, he's no better or worse than most of them. But the fact is, like, how they got into that position where he was three yards away from this ball being blasted at him and he just like swings ahead at it. And there yeah. it goes. It's it's easy to focus on him, but frankly, like in those situations, and we've actually seen it from Spurs a lot, they give away really stupid free kicks all the time. Six of the eight goals they conceded in the Premier League, set pieces and penalties. So like they're doing it to themselves. And and when you strip that away, I think what you can say is like Mourinho's got them scoring. They're playing good attacking football. They just can't keep it tight at the back for set pieces and stuff. So if they can, if they can sort that out, that like at least you can point to something and say, this is the concrete thing that's going wrong. You can fix that. If you fix it, they'll be pretty good. If they the can't problem, fix it, then this will keep happening. It's been going on since last season. So no, they can't, Jose can't fix it. But at the same time, this is David Moyes, people. Like we know <laughs> that if there's one thing that David Moyes Listen, I'll, I'll give you this. David Moyes, Sam Allardyce, Nigel Pearson, um, who's the other git? The one that, that was Cardiff manager last season. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? No, not him. Hey! <laughs> What's his uh, name? Cardiff manager? Oh, Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. If there's one thing one. these guys are good at, it's set pieces. I would say the English coaches are the best set piece. I don't mean like intricate German nonsense. I just mean swing the ball and hit it. That's it. Bro, bro, did you see Snodgrass coming on? I actually fell off my seat. I swear to you, Moise was like a kid in a playground. He he was so <laughs> overwhelmed by the occasion. He was stopped being manager, stopped being like the authority. He was literally running around, not knowing what to do. And then I swear to you, he looked at Snodgrass and with his hand, you could see him. He's just like, get on, whip it in. Get whip on. it in. Hold it, whip it in. Like I could see it on the touch line. I'm like, oh. God, is this literally your plan? Just whip it in. Do you guys well, remember that United game where they had like 81 crosses? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all he knows. Why do you think Antonio is his, his starting striker? Oh <laughs> but then to be fair, like that Lanzini goal oh. was oh. luck though. It's a, a one in a million. It's a one in a million here. Listen, listen. It's, it's luck, but it's the exact goal Steven Jarre used to score. So whatever, yes. man. <laughs> we, we take luck. it. Look, Lloris... Is a short keeper. Mm, I don't think he is. Looks short. Wait, I don't look, he does look short. Someone's gonna pull it up. Someone's gonna pull it up. But this, he looks like he's not a tall commanding keeper. Mone, I, I know what he looks like, but that ball hit the the what's it called the tee? Only because like he hit between, it into between it. the bar and the did Lloris touch yeah. it? The ninety, Lloris put it there. Like oh, Lloris got a finger to it. Okay. Taller keeper, like a Courtois, even a Martinez, like those guys get that. And the ball wasn't even struck that hard. Like it was floating slowly towards the goal. I just feel like a better keeper, like an Allison, saves Liverpool that game. I, I will say a taller keeper. I'm not going to say a better one because like Lloris has actually been outperforming most other keepers recently. But I just looked it up. He's, so he's 6'1 and a half. Yeah, so, that's yeah, like a six foot four keeper might, might save that. 
Yeah, I just felt, I don't know, looking at it live, I just felt like he could have gotten way more on it, especially if the ball wasn't that fast towards the goal. But nonetheless, Lanzini was like falling backwards, getting like <laughs> how he still was able to get that shot out. And I enjoyed it tremendously. It was fun. It was, it was um, stunning. But before we, let's talk a little bit about like the actual game at the beginning because we want to talk about the Spurs fun three. I think they've been really good. Um, but the one player that on Spurs that still won, I think is Ndombele. Because he got subbed off before anything went down. Yep. So Mourinho cannot put anything on him. <laughs> I was like, listen, man, I played well till the 73rd minute. I got taken off. It was it was all you after this. It's, it's actually, um, it wasn't, I mean, it's easy to, to say this in hindsight, but Ndombele came off for winks and they gave up control of the ball at that point. Like yep. they, they weren't doing that. They weren't being that proactive in them anyway in the second half. But Ndombele gives you that control, allows you to keep possession, allows you to break. And when Winks came on, they were just sitting there waiting, waiting to be. And I know he brought on Lucas and Bale, which are like attacking players. I get it. But it still feels like if you really want to rub salt in the wind, it does still feel a little bit Mourinho-esque where he's like, okay, let's, let's, you know, just close this game off with the whole Winks thing. And it is yeah. a natural thing to do. But just because it is Mourinho, it did come back to bite the Winks is his white Obi Mikel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh Potentially. But but Spurs killed it at the beginning, man. Like, they were just rapid. Kane is, you know, when he plays well and he's fit, he's just complete. He's actually complete. And he's, I think, the best striker in the world in terms of being involved in build-up. You know, Firmino gets used a lot for that. But I think as an overall product, Kane is much better. Even in build-up, Kane is better than Firmino for me. Um, he just does more efficient, more useful things. For me, he does a lot of flicks and tricks and run into this empty space and whatever. But Kane, just his, his his technical ability as a striker in non-shooting stuff is amazing. Mwane, why are you talking about Firmino? I don't know, man. I hate like, I, I'm really confused. Like, why? You said his name three times in the space. Oh, because because Firmino gets used. Firmino gets used in the conversation. But, but he's not even a striker. Remember his position. Like, don't forget what his <laughs> actual position is. False trequartist. No, I, I, I'll tell you why Mohan is bringing it up. is because Kane's role has changed somewhat. Like, whereas he used to be at straight up nine, he's now dropping dropping deep and you're seeing, like, he drops and Son goes and the same will probably yeah. happen when Bale comes on. Like, his role has changed and, like, he's doing, you know, the Firmino drops deep and links the play and what have you, but doesn't score and Kane does both. And that's that's where he, he's a level yeah. above. And he, he, when he's good, he's very good. His nutmeg of, of rice will just gave me joy. Oh. Like, I can really end the Declan Rice. Can anyone explain what he's good at? Nothing. You know who would really, you know, you know what you need to do to end up Declan Rice? You need to get that Asian dude that does commentary on Rice. No. On Twitter. <laughs> and he can just roast him. He will who just. Who is this? You know the guy, the guy that does Uncle Uncle something. The Asian dude, Uncle something, that does like, watches white people make rice and just goes crazy because he's yeah. like, what? You need to send me a link on Rice. I, I, I need oh, a man. Link. If the listeners it. haven't seen it, they need to go find it too. But I think just highlights of rice with that guy. <laughs> what am I searching for? Uncle Rice? <laughs> Uncle something rice, yes. If you search Uncle Rice, you're going to get Uncle Ben. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> you're not in your right. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, okay, cancelled. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it is, it is sensational. I do, do recommend that entirely. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really understand Declan Rice. And, and for me, he's also too involved on social media. Like it's going to come back and bite you. Look, he came out after the game all like, well, that's that on that. I'm like, 
you have no shame, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it was three three great, but like you got nutmeg, you played like complete ass. <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about here? <laughs> Seriously, and in the long run, like I'd rather be the team that's able to storm into a three 0 lead than the one that like flukily comes back at the last minute. Yeah. You know. Oh, but yeah, what a game! What a game! Like I could not believe it. I was watching it, and like I said, Bernie, I never give up on a Spurs game because once in a while, and more often than not, this does happen to Spurs, and man. <laughs> Enjoyed every second of it. It was well, glorious. Well, there was there was another game that uh, I gave up on, and that was Chelsea Southampton. <laughs> like I literally gave up a three two, and then all of a sudden you guys were like walk up. I'm like what? <laughs> Bernie, you have to learn, man. You it's have been to a learn. shitty weekend for me and giving up on. Wasn't games. it? Didn't Chelsea do this last week too, where they three 0 down to West Brom or something? Came back three three. This yeah. is, yeah, yeah. This is slightly the opposite. But I think they were what three two nil. Then it got to 2-2. Then Havertz yeah. and Werner combined for 3-2. And then Walcott with, like... Firstly, it was deflected, yeah? Like, the shot? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because I wanted to blame Kepa again. <laughs> no, I mean, Bernie, you skipped over the, the, the equalizing goal for Southampton, but let's rewind back to this. Because Kepa was unbelievable. Like, we've said it how many times like it keeps getting worse every week and it's just like even when Chelsea buy a new keeper he gets injured from international duty Kepa has to play and then he goes sliding out misses the ball then dives into the post <laughs> <laughs> like he is, yeah yeah Kurt, Kurt Zuma was the first Mumu in this in this period mm-hmm. where I don't even know what he was doing but have you seen the clip where someone was like just watch Zuma after he makes a mistake he's literally <laughs> like he's watching it unfold he has his hands on his head. And then after a while, right before uh, Che Adams is about to kick it, then he goes, oh, shoot, I better run and get back into position. It's like, what? Guys, this is the stuff that when you watch, you're like, no matter how good of a footballer you are, you will not be it because of stuff like this. Like, if this is who you are, this is always who you are. If you're not going to have that reaction, like, to go and do something about it, it no, no lab card. No Mourinho, no Arsene no side will ever teach you. It's like you have it or you don't. And he just does it. No urgency. He just stands there and goes, oh my God, the world is crumbling around. <laughs> and what, what's astonishing is that if you, if you take a step back from it, you're like, there's no higher level than this. Like yeah. in Champions League, yeah, 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 whatever. But like he plays for an elite team. He got this far in his career mm-hmm. despite this, this mental deficiency. Man, it's right place, right time sometimes, man. But honestly, like, yeah, kept like the thing is the new boys for Chelsea did very well. Showell, Werner, Havertz, at least they, you know, I mean, Havertz did mess up for one of the goals. I think the first one, Danny Ings' goal or whatever, yeah. which took like Danny Ings' touch not to be underestimated. Oh. It was just the right way. He didn't need to touch it again. Kepa had no chance. It was just the perfect touch. And he's a good player, man. Like he, I think come through a little bit earlier and not do that Liverpool move and stuff, he could have had a much higher mm-hmm. career because you can tell, even for England, like he's just a good player, man. He, he's the type yeah. of guy that Sir Alex would have signed back in the day. Like, yeah, you're bubbling just good enough when to bring you in. You'll be on the bench, but you score me a couple goals. Like, you reminds yeah. me of that kind of guy. The third or fourth choice when you had four strikers kind of thing. Yeah, he's yeah. Four, I mean, he's had he spent two years <laughs> injured, which which is brutal. Wasn't that when he was playing PlayStation with his, like, hot wife and he kept tweeting about it? That was yeah. it. That yeah. was it. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'll never put it on our Instagram story. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, but this, this let's is, uh, let's talk about Timo Werner because he's been he's been threatening this. 
he's been threatening this for a while with the runs and the pace and the strength and what have you, and he finally finally bagged a couple. Yeah, I still think Chelsea are better off playing a, a big guy up top, uh, an Abraham or a Giroud, and have Werner off them because I think Werner still feels a little bit lightweight when he's in like all these big strikers. I know he kind of made it work, but if you look at his goals, a lot of them are like coming from deep or coming off the side. Like he's not there, you know, because he can't just stand there in the middle. He just gets bullied. So he has to come off the left or he has to kind of make a run from deep, which worked for him this game. I mean, the lob was good as well. It was really nicely weighted back to himself. But um, yeah, it's interesting like where he ends up playing because like I said, everybody has to play and we talked about this, but I think there is still a chance for Werner because Pulisic is back now and I think he's Potentially, right now, Chelsea's best, most dangerous player. I think so. Well, well then there's Ziyech, the who has to come in. Right? For now, I mean, yeah, yeah, on paper, it shouldn't be Pulisic. On paper, it should be Werner Havertz and Ziyech first. But, like, how they ended last season and how he's started even playing this game, he just feels like they, they buzz when he gets the ball, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, like, people were talking about the, um, which one? the the lob and I was like okay cool but I thought the dummy like the first goal the dummy and then the run and the finish I thought that was better I I just and you know what he did it again and I don't know who the defender was but he did it two times and I was like you falling for the same trick over and over again like mate well, what well, are you doing Southampton at the back at the moment have uh, Bednarek and Vestergaard who I, I actually don't think either of them are particularly bad but they are like it's like having two oak trees at the back. Like they're just massive units that can't really move. <laughs> mm. But Jorginho's ball was another one like oh. of last season's ball to Abraham. Like that was he has that in his luck. And when it comes off, it's beautiful. Where you guys really rated that ball? Yeah. Only because I've seen him do it before, so I don't think it's luck. That was hit and hope like you've never seen. Mm-mm, mm-mm, like the bounce was the bounce was stupid. Like he didn't intend for the ball to just hang up in the air like that and then bounce for Werner. Like it wasn't it wasn't an intention for Werner to go score. It has to have less elevation for it to be Werner did all the work on that for me. I'm not I, that was his vision, hope. the technique or the execution, yeah, sure could have looked prettier, but I think the vision was there. Like he he meant to set him off past yeah. the yeah, I think that's it. Like it, the the ball was it did it did go higher than he would have hoped. Like he gave Werner more work to do than he meant to for sure. But like if, that's if, also who that, the that was the intention. If the defend if the defender did his job, then we wouldn't even be talking about this. Sure, sure. But I still like I still appreciate the vision and the idea to do it and the fact that I've seen him do it before. Just you know, made it seem intense. So I liked it. I, again, Jorginho gets a lot of hate, but hey, for five million in FPL, great signing. <laughs> <laughs> Also, as I mentioned, he needed to get it over Vestergaard. So like, <laughs> maybe that's why it was so high. Oh, man. But uh, what was the... Oh, yeah, the third goal. So Walcott did... So, he actually had a re- decent game. I mean, yeah, he did. he's a lot of fun to slag off. But Walcott actually had a very good game. Like, he never gave Chelsea... He didn't give him any any rest. He was buzzing around. Mm-hmm. I, I think he was excited for the occasion. I think that kind of brought it out of him, too, where he was like, you know, I'm back at Southampton for the first time since, whatever, 12 years, and... You know, I think the occasion bought it out of him, but he did he did look one of their best players, to be fair. He did look good. And the man bun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I am confused by all the man buns. Man buns? Man buns. Because, like, it honestly must slow you down a little bit. And when you rely on your pace as much as Walcott does, you'd think you'd take any marginal advantage. But you know, That's true. That's true. Streamline yourself. Yeah. Listen, we're not going to spend long on it, but, you know, Aston Villa are second <laughs> with a game in hand. So I think we need to mention... I think won. we should 
we should won talk all about four games. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. They won all four games. They barely conceded a goal. Emmy Martin three is clean killing sheets. it. Three, three clean sheets. Ross Barkley is playing like an actual football player. Scored the winning goal. Jack Grealish smashing it. Like they're, they're looking very impressive, man. I mean, I think Martinez was a fantastic signing for them. I thought Martinez would go to a high, a bigger club, let's say. And I know there's not a lot of goalkeeping positions, especially that he wanted to start. So this was like a guaranteed start. But again, Villa ended last season almost relegated. So this felt like a really a big drop for him, even though I know he wasn't started at Arsenal or whatever. But his end of last season was phenomenal. He caught the eye. And he's continuing that form, and he's commanding. He gives them that kind of security for the defenders to feel. And they've been playing very well, very, very well. So, you know, kudos to them again. Like, I don't know. They, they've had a solid season so far. And it's not just luck. Like, they're, they actually are playing very well. They were, last season, they were actually not horrendous defensively. Uh, they were tough to break down, but they just could never score a goal. And now they seem, I mean, clearly after scoring seven, you know, they seem to be able to score for fun. And, you know, I, I don't, I still don't think it's going to work out very well. It's a Ross Barkley thing. I think it's, it's like great for now. And then it's going to be shit at some point. And of course they're not going to, it's going to fizzle out. Sure. But like, it's fun. It's really, really fun. Yeah, I, I think also Ollie Watkins has been a great signing for them. I know he didn't score this game, but last game he killed it against Liverpool. He yeah. seems to be a good player for them, but also I'm not sure where Jack Grealish played last season in the formation, but looking at this season, he's playing like in a, on the left of a four, three, three. That's where uh, he played. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel with Barkley in midfield, he's a bit more solid positionally and it allows Grealish to kind of like just do his thing and not have to worry as much. And Grealish like is, is relishing that, and at least there's another threat now for someone. I know Bark is not a world beater by any means, but at least someone else to worry about, right? As opposed to all the all the pressure going on to Grealish. Because when you look at this team, there's not a lot of flash in it, really. It was all Grealish, Grealish, Grealish. Now at least they can share it a little bit and confuse the the opponent slightly, right? I can't believe you do your your fellow Egyptian Trezeguet like that, man. He's not a very good player. <laughs> 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 he he he's being El Mohammadi for them, but just a right wing instead of right back. It's very yeah. solid. Wins the ball in, doesn't do anything good or bad. You know, they're El Nenny. They're all pretty much, yeah. See, this is the difference ball. between Mohammed and I. Mohammed will tell you the truth about his countrymen. Not me, fam. <laughs> Not me. Higalo <laughs> for Ballon d'Or, my man. <laughs> No, but when but when you look at the you know how how Mohamed described all of those Egyptian players, El Nani, Amadi, uh, Trezeguet, do you understand why they love Salah so much? Because it's such a departure. It's like, oh, this guy can actually do stuff. Pyramid yeah. Pirlo, mate. Pyramid Pirlo. <laughs> Pyramid Pirlo. Um, Unbelievable. Everton Liverpool. Oh, Man, mate. what a game! Man, seven thirty in the morning. Mezzy side Derby. Worth it. Un- unreal. Unreal hey, top game. Of the table, top of the table clash, mate. Yeah. Well, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everton, top, yeah well. Everton top of the table, 13 points after five games. And, um, I, I okay, my, my first reaction to this game was Thiago and Mane are playing very soon after having COVID. And I was surprised. Mate, I no thought Thiago didn't have a very good no one cares anymore. <laughs> I think COVID doesn't I, exist to these people at all. Like they're like, what? So weird. Oh man. No, yeah, nah, yeah. No but cares. but Thiago didn't have a good game. I thought yeah. he again, like he had a very safe game. Yeah, sure. He sprayed it around once in a while. People say he had the most 
passes or touches or whatever, but just watching the game, he didn't influence it enough. He didn't kind of impose himself on the game enough. He was a bit safe for me. Um, I, I was looking for more, to be honest. From I think his first start, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. So I was I was hoping it for a little bit more. Like for example, Henderson outshone him like easily. Easily, Henderson was really good for Liverpool this game. With pointing and shouting, or with actual? No, no, he played well, man. Like he was their best midfielder. Fabinho, Alcantara, not very good. Henderson stood out. Like he really did. Um, and yeah, you know, Salah and Mane did their bit, scored a goal each, but in the back they were just. I mean, they tried to give Liverpool three more goals. To be fair, one like there's this thing that Salah does that I find really interesting, which is absolutely nothing, and then scores an absolute howitzer every single game. It's you're such like, a good goal. What is Salah yeah. doing here? Like, is he done? Not is he done, but just you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, is he bothered? Really, is the yeah. question. Like, what's going on? Does he want to move or something? And then he goes bang. And it's like, bro, like. That's how you know that you're actually that good. They're just like, I don't really care, but I'm going to score this goal anyway. I, I agree. I agree. Salah, watching him for 90 minutes for a while now, including the end of last season, just hasn't been that guy. Like, he ha- he's not buzzing around. He's not making it. Like, he's he's obviously a very good player when he's on the ball, but I know what you mean. You almost watch the game and want more from him because he set that standard. He hasn't been that guy recently. But, you know, you look back at, what is it, against Spurs, was it that goal, I think, first I don't remember who they played first game of the season. He had a crazy goal. This Leeds, one, isn't it? Leeds, yeah. Um, this one, like, the stats are still there from him. But, yes, a, you know, a little bit more. But, to be fair, the Mane goal, he did start it with that whole Messi coming in from the right, playing the one-two off for Mino, playing out wide to Robertson. He made that move happen. It just, I still want a little bit more from him. I, I wonder if if there's not an element of like you think about the last few seasons and international football and what have you and like everyone's exhausted they're all exhausted you can mm-hmm. see that um, and I think that's probably contributing to the lack of anyone's ability to defend this season um, but in the same way that Messi now like t- picks his moments and kind of waddles around for you know 86 minutes and does <laughs> magic for the, for the four uh, and that's enough to win a game like you wonder if Salah is just kind of keeping himself back for more players are doing that more and more and more players are mm-hmm. that style I think you know we talked about Sanchez when he ran himself into the ground and was looking like the best player in the league and then all of a sudden couldn't kick a ball you talk about um, you know if you think about Salah too he came from Roma what may be the group stage of the Champions League, if that, you know, maybe the first stage of uh, of the of the domestic cup, whatever. Back when Roma weren't, you know, weren't what they're trying to be right now. But then now you play with Liverpool, where you play what twenty more games a season, you knowing Christmas break, etc. I'm sure it's different for him a little bit. I'm sure he potentially is feeling it. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I think, you know, I did I did think Liverpool were dominating the game in the first half, especially even though they weren't playing you know, all that well, which was sort of concerning for Everton, being that I think this was a Goodison. But they hung in there. Um, Everton did. And I don't even remember. Oh, oh, oh. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, hang time. Oh, yeah. Hang time. This is a serious discussion point because this is now the second, I think, goal this season where he's done that hang time header thing. And I'm like, I don't know what you've been training with or what you've been doing, but (laughs) it's dangerous, bro. (laughs) It, it actually yeah. is, and, and like Michael Keane as well. That that header wasn't was 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 miles off the ground as well. So like Ancelotti, no Duncan Ferguson. This must be Duncan Ferguson's work. No, because right? Duncan doesn't have hang time. He's just big. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He never had to jump for his headers. But also, yeah, Lewin is looking incredible. Dinia is a wonderful crosser of a yep. ball. Mm-hmm. 
What a crossover. I mean, yeah, he's a very good player. I think he has like something like up there with like attacking players in terms of chances created, blah, blah, blah. This season he has been killing it down that left side and Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. But you just watching the goal. You're like, it, it, like the physics betrays you. You're like, how is he still up in the air? <laughs> One of those was like, what? Yeah. That's doesn't make sense. Um, um, but yeah, great. And then, and then what the free kick came in and, and Pickford did that thing where he tried to break Van Dyke's leg. So, how do you guys feel? Okay, forget the whole Van Dyke. Like everybody gets injured, and Liverpool fans are being sensational, blah blah blah. But the fact that he was like half a millimeter offside, does it remove the fact that Pickford should not be penalized? Not a penalty, but like for some things. At the end of the day, Pickford thought the ball wasn't played. Like there was no whistle. The whistle came after the play. Hold on. You know what I'm saying. So yeah, like <laughs> I think it's just weird because. I feel like the ball is still in play. Pickford still did that. Like, if you look at Richarlson's red, are you telling me if, like, right before someone handed, handled it and they gave a handball, they would just take the red away? Like, it just doesn't make sense. The ball was still in play. The player thought it was in play, and he did that. Yeah, well, and also, you can get sent off anytime. A substitute can get sent off. So yeah. clearly, like, you don't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be involved in the play to be a red card-worthy offense. So I, I don't understand how anyone looked at it and didn't send Jordan Pickford off. I, yeah, I like you, you would never give a penalty. That doesn't make sense. But you would give a yellow or a red as you deem yeah. necessary. Like there's no such thing as well. The plays, like it doesn't make, yeah, you're right. Like a manager gets sent off and he's not in the, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> but also like referees themselves, you know, there will be a tackle. They'll give advantage. And then let's say the advantage is done and then another tackle happens. The referee always goes back. Well, not always, but you know what I mean. They go back and they're like, I'm giving you a yellow, but this free kick is happening over here. Exactly. So I don't see the difference. It's, it's a reckless foul. Like, you know, and yes, it was offside. I mean, even if you want to call it offside, whatever, but it's still a foul. Like, it's actually still a freaking foul. If you hit, if you elbow someone in the face, like after the game, you get a red card. That's exactly. violent conduct. That's what this was. So I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But speaking of offsides, mm-hmm. I mean, Sadio Mane was offside by, I don't know, I, you by know, his forehead. But you know the expression by a thread? This was yep. by a thread. Yeah. I, if he I didn't I, have I as big a Jovino forehead, then he'd be fine. <laughs> really, what the problem is here? I actually, I my my dad was texting me during the during the Spurs game. We were going back and forth, and he mentioned, you know, Aurier's beard, and it like mm. it sticks out a bit. And he was like, "That's an offside liability." I was like, "Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> it is. Like, it just I just hate it, man. Like, you mentioned it at the time, Hunter, but like, Bernie was really angry, and you're like, when. Bernie is actively wanting Liverpool to get a last-minute winner. Yeah. You know that it's just like they're ruining the game. They're just yeah. ruining the game. Yeah. Also, also, if Van Dyke had shorter um, sleeves, he might have been onside. Like they were getting, the, they were like picking. You know, now they pick up the sleeve. They, oh well, the sleeve is not handball. So literally, you can pick either go longer sleeves to get more ability to hand. <laughs> Shorter to be less offside. Like it's like, come on, guys. Like this is unreal. Like soon you're gonna start to get the Cameroon jerseys. Yeah. Oh, sleeveless. <laughs> Just skin tight, sleeveless. Yeah. Like if if you have to, for me, if you have to bring out the line, you know, there's always like that one line. They bring out a second line. I'm like, you have to bring out the second line. <laughs> Game's gone. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't need that one. I just need one. Show me it's the, the one. one that is the really thin cross one. The one where yeah. you point the dude's like 
final atom in his body. You know what? That line, you know you've gone too far. Suddenly you're back in like grade eight math and someone's getting compass out and the rulers out. It's like our, if our fifth class, those uh, inequality boxes or whatever. <laughs> Bro, the minute you start to get people on Twitter talking about how straight the grass is, the game's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's just, it's so annoying because like, you know, the, 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 all this shit was brought in with like, well, now things will be decided with correct decisions. Like, no, no, they no, won't. No. Also, Pickford got his ass saved because he absolutely bungled that Henderson attempt. Yeah. It have been the easiest save in life. And he literally just padded it into the goal. And my God, he would have been a fault again for like a last minute Liverpool winner. Unreal. I, I don't know who who which goalkeeper is available in January because like they've got to do something about this. They, Martinez was it. They tried to get Romero. They actively tried to do this, and then, and United were like, "No loan, we're selling." I'm like, they they better go and pay that money. Only Whoa. eight million in January at this point. Like Pickford is just unstable in his decision. Like he's just not calm. Like even when the ball gets like watch it next time when the ball gets rolled at him, every keeper worth the salt. Puts some back lift, but just gets the ball out. No issue. Pickford is running at it at full pace. All his body is into it. Like, he's out of control. You know what I mean? Like, he's just not... Yeah. And, and you can tell in his other moments, he's just not calm. Well, you know what he has written on his boots, right? I forgot. I feel like I knew this. Get the rave on. Like, it, it, oh, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't suggest mental stability, does it? I don't even know what I feel means. him and Vardy are best friends. Him and Vardy are best friends. 100%. Oh. He's so disgusting. With his M M&M and diets. <laughs> just like there, there isn't a kid in the academy that could come in and just be a normal goalkeeper. There has to be. Just stand yeah. in the goal, you know, catch the ball, pick up a cross. That's it. Nope, no yeah. chance. <laughs> so, okay. well, let's let, let, let's quickly talk Van Dyke because you know this is massive. It is massive for Liverpool. Like ACL injury, you'd think five to eight months. I mean, they, Liverpool have been very very uh, uh, deliberate in not releasing a time that, that they expect him to come back. But knee surgery, ACL, you're thinking of the season, probably. Yeah, Mike, do it, do, yeah. does that, for, for you guys, does that, How what impact does that have for you on the title chances? It's already a stupid season. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like, an absolutely insane season where there is no defending, people are unfit, all this stuff. You would need something predictable in your team. And you would think that Van Dyke is the most predictable person that Liverpool could have. So for me, it actually seriously dents their title chances, not because like one player is that important, but just because of how crazy inconsistent this season has been and is going to be. So for me, it's, 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 it's a very, very bad. And they're, they're, yeah, I think the league's yeah. done, especially because Matip <laughs> himself can't stay fit. Like Matip cannot stay fit either. I don't. Can Gomez. So like, what are you gonna like? And you've sold Lovren, who's useless anyway. So I don't see what what's gonna like. The defense is gonna be trash. It's just what it's. It's gonna, gonna be. It's gonna be Fabinho and one of the other two for a lot. Of yeah, I think Fabinho is gonna drop back now because he was good when he did against I think City it was or whatever they played. He was very good. I think he'll drop back there, which means that Henderson Thiago will have to be paired with Kate Milner. Milner? Wijnaldum, yeah, but at the end of the day, yeah, Fabinho will probably drop in and be a bit more solid, but, like, Bernie, I, I agree with you, it's a very topsy-turvy season, I think it's just hard to predict anything this year, man, like, I don't know how, what this is going to do, I don't even know how the, like, if you look at the table, where's Liverpool, Liverpool are 
five games, 10 points. You know, an average of two points a game is pretty bad already. And uh, they're third. Like, they're doing better than most teams. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a, yeah, it is. It's all over the shop. But um, Arsenal and Manchester City. I, I, Manad, I was bored out of my mind, to be honest. I was falling asleep, mate. It was not. <laughs> it wasn't. Game. It wasn't the party that we expected. No, it wasn't a fun game. And I was reading a bit after this game, and people were saying, "Look, the whole point of this game was Arteta wanted us to be as competitive longer into the game as possible." And yes, sometimes you know, in the past, we would go against these teams and start three 0 within twenty minutes because we had no plan. I get it. Unfortunately, it is at the expense of the watching. Um, I guess the viewer, the well, the fifteen pound per game paying viewer. Um, so I don't know. I just did not enjoy the game. You know, do I? Did I think we're going to beat City? No. Did I hope we played a bit better? Yes. Um, I didn't like the whole William at number nine or false nine experiment. I would have rather seen Aubameyang do what he does in the middle, especially that he didn't seem the most fit. He just could not go up against Walker. He just could not. Um, he did not even try. I think. You could see he just pulled out of all 50-50 races with Walker. And Pepe is Pepe. Like, I was sitting there thinking, one time before I die, I just <laughs> take on our, our left back comfortably. You know, comfortably. And it just hasn't happened yet. And I've been watching him for a year and a bit now. But And, and, and he was up against, like... Sorry, Bernie. No, oh, go ahead. Oh, he was up against either Jao Cancelo, who's a right-back playing on the left, or Nathan Ake, who's a centre-back kind of playing on the left. So, like, you'd think... One of them you might be able to get past. Yeah, it's bullshit. Anyway, what did you think, Alex, of the game? Like, I know you said it was boring, but, like, anything on the formation... I mean, Gabriel was a was a positive point. Again, he's been a beast this season. Yeah, Gabriel's been fantastic. But Bernie was going to come in there, so I'm going to throw it to him. I was just going to say that I think that it was a case of Arsenal wanting to be resolute and compact and all those good things, and City being generally shit, like, <laughs> as they've been the whole season, which... Is a, it was a recipe for nonsense, really, because this game is usually Arsenal are open and Man City are attacking and it's an ass whooping and we say that's fun, whatever. But really, this was nothing of the case. I don't even know what the shot stats and all that stuff was in this game. Like, I can't remember any chance either way outside of the Sterling goal. And I'm sure there was. I just have no recollection of anything. I feel like I happened. feel like Arsenal had one where Edison had a good save down to his near post. I don't remember who it would have been, but someone got slipped in nicely. And mm. yeah, Edison made a good save of some sort. But I have to say, if you want to think of positive, Saka is shining, man. He is shining bright. And this is not just this game. This is since last season. Every time... I watch him, I think, okay, he can't be as good as I think. Then I watch the game, I'm like, this guy, for his age, his footballing brain, he's not even that quick, but he can dribble past you. He can hold you, even though he's not even that strong. He, he's just smart at where to put his body, where the ball is, what the next move is. He just toys with people at this age, and I'm excited for him, man. He's, he seems to be a really smart player. Is it bad that I was watching this thinking it would be cool to see Saka and Foden play together? <laughs> because <laughs> they're, oh, they're both so intelligent so intelligent they use the use of space they, they take care of the ball like they're just fantastic young players yep yep um also ruben diaz has been great for city since signing he had a good couple of games so far yeah like just like a half competent big unit center back you know not bad not bad at all uh aguero was back uh, and uh getting a bit touchy-feely with sean massey which was uncomfortable <laughs> 
That was weird, man. Like, it was fine. Like, I was, he was arguing with her, and I was trying to separate the whole, like, you know, I'm like, yes, I know she's a woman, but she's also, like, if he, if it was a regular male ref, I would be okay with Aguero yelling at her. So I, you know, I tried to separate that too. And then the touchy thing happened. I was like, okay, that feels a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yelling is fine. You do that. Yeah. The, whoever the official You, you is, but... have to yell at her because, like, yeah, par for the course. Like, that's what you do with males. Like, you have to do that. But yeah, that, yeah. Actually, yeah. It felt a it, bit it weird just, once that happened. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was horrible. And, and Pep's response doesn't help. It, like, he did the same thing with the um, what did he say? The Bernardo Silva racism thing. Remember when Bernardo Silva was like racist on Instagram towards yeah. Mendy, who didn't seem to care, but like still just say the right thing, right? So yeah. instead, Pep goes, "Come on, guys, Sergio's the nicest person in the world, or the, the ni- or, or the it's nicest not, guy I've not, ever met." Like, like Pep, it's, it's not like, the point, yeah, mate. You're such a fucking idiot, man. Like, it's not the I think, point. I think Pep is quite, <laughs> that, Pep is like quite a smart guy. Like, I, there was a million things, even if he didn't want to say it was wrong, there's a million things he could have tried to skew this. You know what? Um, he does this to male referees too. Um, something, just say something that is not just like calling somehow to his character. It doesn't make sense. It, it, all, it he has just, to, all he has just to do say is say, have done, done it. Yeah, yeah, like that's it. You know, like it's and it doesn't it doesn't offend the girls. Go like, you know what? He shouldn't have done that. Move on, and that's it. We, yeah. we move on. Like, he shouldn't have done it. I'll I'll speak to him. Yeah, privately. Like she had uh, she had great uh, she had great emotional control too. She like brushed it off instantly, man. Mm-hmm. It was for me. It was way too quick. Almost, I was like, wait, you need to slightly make a bigger deal out of this. <laughs> it comes from probably a lifetime of having to deal with this kind of yeah, yeah just natural just reaction in, in a different. He, he's one of the Batman since she came through. I remember before VAR, she was what she is and was one of the best. Like I remember thinking, wow, every time they show a replay before VAR, she seems to get it right. She. She seems to be a very good lines woman, I guess. If you also, also thought, um, are lines like so the lines men and lines women? That's just what they do, right? They're not actually like refs who like do this like for on occasional games. No, no some I, of them are. No. Some of them are. English are refs are professional now. No, no. I mean, I mean, like, like you know, like Lee Mason or whatever. He's never. He's yeah. not. A, he's not a linesman ever, right? Like they never right. swap. No, like no, a linesman can't be a ref. So they know well, they used look, to. They, they can, but now you're either this or this. This is your main okay. job. You're a lineman or you're a butt. If the ref gets injured, a linesman becomes the ref. Because I was wondering in my head, like, how far-fetched would it be for her to ref a game instead of just being a it, it was. It's what she picked. I think she picked. I don't know if it's like, oh, I go from being a linesman to a ref. Maybe that's like your natural progression, like like, like a Gary Neville. <laughs> that, that <is> actually, <laughs> like a full-back descendant. But no one wants to be a false right back. They want to be that, a ref. <laughs> that is an interesting question, though, because you, you would have to, well, A, their, their, their job actually isn't lines person anymore. It's assistant referee. They changed it to assistant referee. And B, like, you'd need to know all the same stuff, right? So my guess is you'd need to have the the refereeing, the same refereeing qualification. So I, I'm not sure. I know that referees are also fourth officials and do VAR. Yes, yes, so, they are. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, but Bernie, uh, it, it's been a long time since it's taken us, what, how many, how long are we into the podcast? About half an hour? We're at the end, basically. <laughs> Manchester United. You won a game. Congratulations. Won a game that we actually should have won. <laughs> this is this was like the the kind of inverse Spurs. Like nothing happened for. Well, no, kind of similar actually. Like very little happened for most of the game, and then the last ten minutes, you guys went nuts. Then, well, actually, a, a lot happened, but a lot not good. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> within like a minute and a half, freaking Luke Shaw scored an own goal and the camera panned to tell us. And I was like, I love these cameramen. <laughs> I love that. It's like, it's like when the camera pans to, um, to, to Kepa, regardless if it's his fault or not. I love it. I love it. But yeah, Luke Shaw, like the one time he actually tries to make a, an interception. It's like, this is the time you pick it. It was unreal. And you're just like, oh my God. But uh, Harry Maguire, header, goal disallowed, penalty. They did, they did the work. United actually played pretty well, like up until that 80th minute blitz. Like they actually deserved to win the game, even regardless of that. And some of the best passing uh, combinations I've seen this season for any team. Did Bruno miss a penalty? He did. Yeah. Wow, I missed that. But yeah, I, I saw the counter-attacking goal. The counter-attacking goal was lovely. You know when you watch a, a move and you're like, this is a goal? Mm-hmm. Felt it from all the way at like left back. The ball was at left back, if I recall correctly. It made three passes and then the little flick back from Bruno to whoever was kind of running in midfield or whatever. Someone flicked it with a little heel. It was uh, Donny, Mata... And yes. then to Rashford and then Bruno, I think. It was. And I just felt, I just felt this is getting, this is going somewhere. It was a great goal. Okay. That's, I, they've done that goal quite a few times, actually. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Sorry, Alex. It's actually, it's actually somewhat similar to the, um, the Arsenal, the Arteta kind of build up and ends up with a Birmingham mm. goal. It's just Rashford. Um, you mentioned two people I want to, I want to focus on. One is Donny van der Beek, who, again, the second he comes on, United look a much better team. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know how long this needs to go on before Ollie at the wheel starts Donny van der Beek. And the second is Juan Mata because like there seems to be a period every season where you guys remember that you have Juan Mata. He plays a few games, everything looks really good, and then he disappears again for another like six months. Because he has he months. has no legs, like <laughs> so he can only do this once. <laughs> like this is his quota for a good performance in the season. It's done. But yo, yo, honestly, he was amazing. He really was. So Who's his best guy. friend? Who's his best friend? Umtiti with no knees. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna say Juan Bissaka. <laughs> no, Mata does not condone that kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I texted you the first thing after the game and said Mata looked phenomenal this game. He looked like he kept things sticking. He was really good. He was really solid. He looked really good. But Bruno Fernandez, I wish he didn't give us that ammo with the whole like you know the diving and the penalties and stuff. It's not mm-hmm. as fun. Diving is his fault. The penalty scoring is not. Mm-hmm. He would. He's just. He's a nice. He's just such a good player, man. He's a really good player. And I told you the first thing I told you after that goal, that amazing goal where he scored at the mm-hmm. end. That's what Pogba should be doing. Pogba should be orchestrating a move from all the way at the back at, the, at your eighteen line box, box the box all the way to the front and contributing all the way, and then finally scoring or assisting or whatever. You, I watched the play, and Pogba's jogging still at the halfway line by the time the ball's up there. And I know I hit on Pogba and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I, this is the I, I like Pogba. I want him to do well. Like, that's the thing. I don't actually dislike Pogba. I just, maybe I hold him to too high of a standard. I just feel there's more, and this is what he needs to be doing, not just joining in at the hug. I was so mad when he was hugging everybody after the goal. I was like, no, not yours. <laughs> you don't get to. <laughs> no, no, I... I, I Sorry, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just say I, I totally understand what what Mohammed means because it does. It feels like he's just missing his chance. It just feels like the career that we all expected is slipping away. And especially when you see Donny Van Der Beek come on and make the impact he does, you're like, Pogba's under threat here. Seriously. 
I don't think that it's just a um because I actually said that's a bunch of people that I'm done with Pogba right now. And it's not a united thing. It's not. It's a this is how he is. And he's a tech technically gifted human being but like a bit like what we talked about with zuma right like if you're not going to chase down everything and it's you don't have to by the way like ozil you can be great and like be lackadaisical all you want but when bruno is doing what he's doing and bruno is chasing everything and trying everything you can't just be that way you you can't it doesn't make sense and bruno by the way in my opinion did not have a good game but he's that guy who will make something happen even if he has a terrible game and he had a goal and an assist like it's 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 crazy what he what that guy does that's the thing he's so technically good and he try he tries things so often like that's his game like it, someone someone inevitably will point to like at the amount of times he loses possession but it's cuz he's trying the killer ball or he's trying to score a goal and if he tries enough he'll get one and that seems he pretty much seems to score or assist every time he plays to this point that Werner goal, where Jorginho played the ball long. Mm. The ball that he should have played was the ball that Fernandez played for Rashford's goal. Perfectly weighted, not too high, hits him in stride, and then Rashford gets on goal and tucks under the goalkeeper. Sensational. That's what is intentional pass. Not that nonsense that Jorginho... Are we, are we not going to talk about Maguire getting a header? Uh, good for him. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's been a pretty shitty week. <laughs> like uh, did you did you see his celebrate he was like oh. <laughs> i've never seen so much relief from a human being in my life it was a pretty good slab he got a slab on it it was it was, it was. You know, what did they call it? get your noggin on it or whatever yeah yeah that's exactly what he did he put it you know he, he's the mixer and um, one bisaka playing one twos with marcus rashford like firstly that's when you know newcastle gave up the game like he's playing a one-two with freaking Marcus Rashford and then slamming the ball in, like, come on, mate. And you let him but, um, slide on you? Oh, man. One Bissaka, his body is all over the place all the time. He's so flippant. Mm-hmm. Like, even when he was shoot, his 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 right leg was so far away from his left arm. <laughs> so spread open. The wingspan is unreal. If he yeah. goes throughout this whole season without giving away a penalty, that would be an incredible achievement. Did you like, see the they were like, they were all making jokes of the players. Like, oh, it wasn't a cross? <laughs> it might have been. Like, like, even they know that, like, yeah, Aaron's going to do what Aaron does, whatever, mate. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Uh, on, the, on the flip side of the coin, um, apparently there were Newcastle fans calling for Bruce out during this. And I was like, you, it was 1-1 against Manchester United for, like, 80 minutes. And you're Newcastle, and you've, like, won a game and like lost a game and drunk like what do you want they're waiting for the arabs to come up and get rid of this guy <laughs> but can i just say on the newcastle side alan say maxima is the most entertaining player in the league and the most annoying at the exact same time mona do you see that he does this trick that i can't explain and he does it every single time like i I don't even know why I started talking about this trick because I can't even explain it. So it's a waste of my time. But like, I know you know what I mean by the trick that he does. Mm-hmm. What, what mm-hmm. are we talking about? Come on, try, try. Give it a go, Bernie. Mate, like, it's like he's running at full speed, rolls the ball. You know that roll where he like rolls mm-hmm. the ball over? And then he does like that little quick, like Ronaldo, like 
scissor thing all in the same motion. That's the best <laughs> way I can describe that thing. It's the roll and the scissor in the same motion running in a straight line. Like how? <laughs> yeah, he's he's fun to watch, man. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's got more like he's he's you know, you always think about what's his name at Wolves um being being fast as well, but this guy is trickery, like not just speed. It's also trickery. He does run into a lot of cul-de-sacs, which is the frustrating part for sure. But he's just fast, man. He's he's very quick. Like there was there was footage from training. And you know how people used to say, like, who's the worst trainer at Arsenal? And it was Henri because he's too quick. He's like, there's no point in me playing at 100% in training. <laughs> Alistair Maxman is running at 100% in training. Everybody's literally just watching him <laughs> by and score a goal. He is so rapid. And, yeah, he is a lot of fun to watch. He's also fun on Twitter. He's starting yeah. the whole Jordy thing. He's talking with Newcastle fans, Sunderland. Like, he's getting into the whole thing. I like it. He signed a new deal as well. And, you know, to an extent, you're always like, why? But he, he seems at home there. It's nice. Yeah, he likes it. He likes it. All right. Well, that that is the uh, that's the Premier League. We've got um, just a couple of minutes, so let's let's just look ahead to the Champions League this week. We've got uh, Chelsea against Sevilla, which should be a good game. Sevilla not doing badly in in La Liga. Chelsea can't defend, so you know that should be fun. Um, and Bernie United against PSG. Yep, which will be basically a, a hospital game because both teams have everyone injured. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. Who's injured for United? Um, well, Bailly's always injured. Maguire, Mason. Uh, who is this? One, one of the center, one of the center mids is injured. Um, Pogba is still apparently injured, even though he'll play. Man, I am not following the Champions League. At all? No, no <laughs> shit. You haven't been following for three years, mate. Shit competition, is, bro. What are you talking is, about? Listen, mate. That is a big part. Do you remember the anthem? Shut <laughs> up and drink your Gazprom. <laughs> I know that that is a big part of it, but I just feel like the the setup is different. Like I don't know. Just since last season, I just kind of. Eh. Well, I mean, Mohamed, to to back up your point, the other game, some of the other games going on tomorrow. Ren against Krasnodar might as well be yeah. Europa League. Zenit against Club Bruges. Yeah. I mean, this is Europa awesome. League at, at best. Uh, you got Lazio Dortmund, Dynamo Kiev against Juventus, Barcelona against Ferencvaros. Anyway, uh, it's not the most glamorous of, of rounds. You got Bayern Atleti, I guess, is the biggest, the biggest game. And then uh, City have Porto and oh, Ajax Liverpool on Wednesday. That would be all cool. sounds all sounds like locations you're gonna go catch Corona and come back. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. And and you're playing rapid win. <laughs> Bernie, actually, where are we actually? You know, I don't care about Europe at all. Are, is our seriously? You're playing against uh, we rapid should be. win. <laughs> this man, Vienna is a lot nicer place to go than a lot of these options. Oh, Thursday at one p.m. Okay. Oh, mate. Uh, Mohamed's booking a meeting right now. <laughs> the only thing that gives me joy is that, like, if Arsenal were in Champions League, Mohamed would be like, man, Europa League you guys are in. Like, <laughs> this is just the rules of the game. <laughs> of course. Correct. Correct. Anyway, we'll, I mean, we'll all be in the same boat once you finish third and drop into the Europa yeah, League. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Until then... <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it. All right, lads. That'll do it, I reckon. Unless there's anything else. No. Nope. Uh, covers it. Wicked. All right. Mohamed, enjoy your guava. Thank you, sir. Mohamed, enjoy it. Champions League. Why does Mohamed get get to 
buy twice. What? He gets enjoy. He said Mohamed enjoy your guava and Mohamed enjoy the Champions League. No, I said Bernie enjoy the Champions League. No, no, you said Mohamed. Which, which I honestly think was just you with your Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my mind here, and you might be joking. Yeah. But anyway, enjoy. Uh, we'll talk on Thursday. How about that? Now I have to listen to the whole pod back to see if this happened. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. See you later. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.